<laughs> if you already know Drake or you already been on Drake's TikTok or his lives or his Sunday Zooms, which will be once a month now. <laughs> Did you know? Now you know. <laughs> you know whose voice this is. It's Shan from She Gets It Pod. So while you're listening to Everything Culture with an A, not an I, check out She Gets It pod all right i know i'm the one with the little boo me on there that's me all right new season new season 22 giving y'all encouragement motivation and a real insight in the things that i think about on a daily but i'm saying them out loud to y'all so check me out on she gets a pod on your favorite podcast app and also find me and the rest of my podcast on shambypodden.com. Now, I hope you're enjoying this show with everything culture. Hey, Drake. I'll let you have your mic back now. Bye. Everything culture back with another Father's Day special. This is 2021, and I'm glad to have this, these gentlemen with us right now. We have back with us, brother Calvin Johnson Sr. How you doing, brother Johnson? Doing great, doing great, Drake. Thank you for having me. Oh man, thank you. I'm so humbled by it. <laughs> we enjoy you um y'all know y'all can go back and listen to his makings of you um man such an interesting one thank you for being with us on that one um we have manny rivera what's going on manny not much nice to see you thank you for having me oh man thank you if you haven't heard of his makings of you yet it will be out soon very soon so we're looking forward to that as well if you want to know a little bit more deep dive about him and we have brandon artis or ba what's going on man all good, man. Good to see everybody, man. All good. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Okay. Now, B.A., he he got his makings of you. Y'all be able to hear, listen to his as well. But B.A. was actually on our 2019 Father's Day special as well. And at that time, you know, he had a, he was just now really getting into the game as a father. Okay. Um, think the baby was five months at the time. So this is 2021. So I'm going to start out with Brandon, you know, B.A., Give us an update. How's things going being the father right now with you, man? I mean, it's it's a beautiful blessing, life changing. Uh, I, I would say probably the biggest blessing to this day yet. Um, probably the most rewarding, toughest challenge um, I'm ever just now starting to get a sleep routine back in place, feeling normal. He's now two, two and a half to be exact, a very active, uh, very intelligent. I mean, he's just always moving. I would say I've learned. Uh, nap time is the best time, right? Nap nap time is your time. So it's going well though, man. Going well. I may be ready for another one soon. I think I, I think I think I can handle another one. <laughs> okay, big boss. All right, we see it. So we got Brandon. Um, he got his one kiddo that's around two and a half. Manny, where where where, where your numbers at? Where, where what's your stats? Uh mine, uh, I got an 18-year-old just uh recently in January. Uh she's pretty much about to graduate any day now. 
uh and that's you know that's just been its own uh its own journey uh but then my daughter uh my son uh he's 13 and that's uh we're starting to hit his new crossroads and you know mm. things that he's going through i mean something as simple as yesterday just spending time and showing like showing the kid how to shave mm. uh mm. you know just having a a nice bonding moment that was that was a uh, that was different to see it to have it happen mm. can we say puberty Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> Love it. Now, we're going on to Big Poppy, Brother Calvin. Now, would you like to share your stats of being a father? Yeah, first, I'd like to congratulate the two brothers, uh, the, two, the one that had the two-year-old, and then Brother Manny. Um, I'm blessed. I always say I'm blessed beyond measures. I have seven girls, three boys, and 16 grandchildren. In county. <laughs> in county, but uh, one of the amazing parts to fatherhood, man, you you both would get a chance to really experience. Manny, you there? Uh, other brother, yeah, two year old. Okay, enjoy it while you can, my brother, because <laughs> it's a whole lot of surprises right around the corner. A mm-hmm. whole lot of surprises. So uh, yeah, while while you all are while uh, the, the, uh, the first brother, the with the two year old. Brandon. Well, mm-hmm. Brandon, Brandon. Okay. Brandon. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Enjoy these golden moments right now. Enjoy. Because <laughs> uh, we have a, a two-year-old that's here with us now. And I mean, he gives me a run for my money. You know, it's way different than when his um, his uncles and things was two years old. So different generation, different mindset. But he's, he's slowly coming around and learning, you know, because uh, I learned to talk with him. Mm. And, and, you know, be there hands on. And I don't mean hands as far as how my children were raised. A little discipline. You know, things yeah, change. Yeah. Yeah. Doing it verbally. You know, let his mom, mom and dad handle the discipline part. Uh, no, nah, I'm I'm retired from that. You're going to be respectful, but we're going to talk about it. Mm. You know, even yeah. at two years old, because they look, he can say yes and he can say no. But know what you're saying no to. Because sometimes that note can have a consequence. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. See, and yeah. we, see now you go into the perks of being a grandfather now. See, let, <laughs> yeah. let, see, <laughs> see yeah. but as a father, so as a father, so what was some of the most difficult moments that you had as a father so far? Well, in in life and so and what is some of the what's we'll out what's the most one of the most difficult things that you had as a father that you had to try to explain some of the actions of others hmm. how they would uh try to use you in a sense to get what they wanted then once they got what they wanted then they throw you away like a uh, old newspaper you know hmm. you can't befriend everybody even in school coming up they realized that you know so i had to try to Hip them to what was going on in life, uh, myself as well as their mother, because uh, life throws you a curve. You know, lifestyle, changes of cultures and things that they will throw you a curve. And everybody that try to be your friend um, necessarily ain't trying to really be your friend. They they have a hidden agenda sometimes to just make them aware of that. And then most of all, don't wear your feelings on your sleeve. We have one grandchild right now that is the Mike Tyson. You say something out the way, <laughs> he ready to get it. Say, hey, man, when we was growing up, that was called Play the Dozens. 
Mm-hmm. They, they want to joke with you, joke back. You ain't got to come up with the fists all the time because yeah. that, that can get you, you know. He has nah, a different nah. way of communicating, I see. Yes. I got you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Completely. So, you know, but um, he's slowly working at it because finally got him the chance for him to see now. Hey, mm. every time they say something to you, that's throwing you off your game. And then who winds up in the hot seat? You do. So that shows you right there. They're doing it on purpose because they know they could get up under you. And his whole key thing, he don't want nobody to get up under him like that. So I said, you got to change the flow. They start getting at you, coming at you with all the jokes and all what you're trying to cap. Return it. Return it. Be just as funny, but hit harder verbally. But you don't have to use your hands. That's a certain talent that you have to pick up. Um, yeah. I, hey, shout out to Bus 44 in Tyler, Texas. Um, if you didn't know how to play the dozens when you came on there, it's, it's going to be a hard year for you. But the, the And it's unique that you said Tyson, that me and my little brother, we were called the Tyson brothers by our family because we used to fight people all the time. Well, fight, period, all the time. <laughs> but we learned how to grow from that. We've learned. So, okay, okay. So, many, many, many. So, what has been some of the most, uh, some of the difficult things as a father that you had to overcome? Uh, I would agree with Brother Calvin there. Uh, But the one for me was watching, they go hand in hand, uh, watching my child be in pain. Uh, You know, whether it was a friend that has a hidden agenda, you know, kids will play with kids' emotions, with their Mm. feelings. And having to tell my daughter or my son, like, people don't have the best attentions and having to watch them just be hurt. Uh, you know, you feel it, you feel for them, you know, you, you understand that. Mm. And, uh, and there's nothing you can really do about it. You know, you just, you have to, you have to show them, you have to, you have to, you know, be that person that is able to talk to them and, and bolster them and make them stronger. And at the same time go, these are the things that you can see, uh, that tells you if somebody has good or bad intentions and, you know, trying to trying to teach them that you know you can have a you can have an open heart but you got to protect it a little bit um you know and exactly and uh my son my son thinking is we haven't gotten there uh he's he's been pretty good but my daughter i mean it's it's probably about once every two three years we go through this we go through the loop again where she's just hurt uh hurt and i'm just i'm just right there with her like all right let's let's talk come on come on tell me what happened tell me everything uh break it down you know and you know she's a mess and i gotta be the i gotta be the 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 supporter you know i can't you know i I can't be the parent you know to to go solve it uh because that's not the right thing either she needs to learn how to work through it as well oh they jessica her friend Jessica, I'm talking about, is such a bitch. Um, that, <laughs> you just got to agree with it yeah. sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, we just, I would agree with you. I mean, it's been at least twice where she's like, I hate her. I'm like, mm-hmm. I could have told you that from the start, but you got to learn. You have to learn the hard way. Mm, okay. <laughs> It, it's something that's part of the learning curve that we have with life, I'm seeing. Uh, being a mentor and a bring, being a, a previous foster parent myself, I've, I've seen it and, I, and it happens. Brandon, you know, been your two and five months. 
<laughs> so so I, I haven't I haven't had to deal with, with, with just those things yet. That those are pretty heavy, man. I, I'm taking my notes down. But I would say for me, man, it was um <clears throat> I would say patience. Uh I had to learn with the two-year-old that you know, you, you may have thought you had patience at a young age, but uh having a two-year-old or just a toddler infant, I mean patience, man, like understanding that it's gonna take time. Um, they're not gonna understand um controlling your emotions through understanding patience and 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 understanding that um time management i think that was very hard for me because all the responsibilities that you had before a child they don't go away so you throw in the child and you know sleep <laughs> the lack of sleep and understanding that everything else and all your other responsibilities you still have to uh, achieve those as well at the same time as being a parent it, that was tough that, that was that was very tough and I think that ties right along into patience and understanding this process and trusting the process and having faith in the process because uh for me that that was challenging man it, it was it was definitely new territory for me to have all your other responsibilities at the same time the bigger responsibility of bringing a child in it was um that yeah, that was tough but I, I, that's what I would say was mine all right all right so something y'all have touched on quite a bit all three of y'all is the emotional side to it you know this is i think that's been a challenge for you know going up to it and um from just from their friends but now you being the men the man in their life the leading man in their life how how much how how quickly or gradually did your emotions change or did they need to change after having a child? You know, um, what did you, did you see any change in that? I'm going to start with Manny here. Uh, for me, yes, it did change. Um, not so much at first. Um, you know, when I was still married, um, you know, me and my, uh, me and my ex-wife, you know, we had two very separate roles. She was a supporter. I was more the, the diligent one. You know, I made sure I kept the kids on track. Uh, I was more the disciplinarian. Um, but since my divorce, my role has changed. Um, I realized that I can no longer be the just disciplinarian. Uh, I have to be able to flip that switch at any moment and go from being, you know, being supportive to, uh, to being strict, to having to talk about situations. Uh, and I've noticed that as I've gotten older, uh, and as I've experienced more things with my children, uh, that I'm falling into those places a lot quicker. Um, and I'm having, I'm, uh, finding myself having a lot more sympathy and understanding, uh, with them, uh, where that did not exist in my age. Uh, when I was a teenager, you know, my mom, my mom would talk to me about anything, but nowhere near the same level, um, uh, that I have with my kids, you know, like I, even last night, uh, my daughter was losing it. Uh, because with graduation and prom, she's worried about all the money that we're spending. And I'm like, and I'm like, okay, I appreciate you being worried about that, but your father planned for that. So why are you crying? You know, like, you know, what do I need to do? What can we do? Like, you know, let's, let's talk about this and let's get this out. And, you know, let's, let's, let's find the, let's find the con the ground to get us back on track, you know, and, you know, we had probably a, 30 minute conversation. Uh, but after that, back in high spirits, like nothing was wrong. I know you can, but I know that means a lot. Like 
And that and that's ooh, I know it t- once again they kind of even go with Brandon was saying it's that patience that you had to put into it as well. Mm-hmm. So and my thing I've had uh when my cousin was living with me is some things that I was like, it's not a big deal. You know, what do you realize like everything like you're making something up to here which should be here. You know, you're stressing yourself out. Same thing, we take care of this, we and you see it coming because you live through it already, you know, and it's hard, even with my mentee now, he's in college and I'm not his father, but he always say I'm the closest thing to a father to him. And shout out to D. Um, I hope you will listen to this young man. Um, but all <laughs> but all in all, it's like he he he's stressed about college, he's stressed about just you know how to make it day to day. He's like he's at the finish line, like right there. And he's like, I just want to give up. I'm like, you can't, and I'm I'm struggling between being empathetic to him and supporting him and the other side is how i was raised and putting my foot up his butt like shut up and get it done you know and i'm like which way should i go it's a, it's a tear within myself being you know once again i've been in this life since he was 11 years old but it's just such a difficult experience i can so i saw i'm once again i'm i'm not saying i'm right not saying how i was raised was right but i think we can learn from one another from this so going yep. you know i'm jump to brother calvin so your emotions, your feelings, you know. Uh, okay, before I start with my feelings, let me commend Brandon uh, as well as uh, Manny. You addressing some things that um, your daughter will never forget. Your daughter will never forget, and mark my word, even when she get old, she will always revert back on how her father was there for her to hear her out. So I commend you on that. Um, <clears throat> the emotion part, um, that, that came later on with the territory, believe it or not. Um, as I got older, um, you know, I, I constantly smile because this word has been thrown around so much. And if I was going through it, I wasn't aware of it, stress. I knew I had to step up to the plate and I had to find a way, but there was no stress. I just, I worked at it until I found the answer. I was blessed to always to go back to my father for advice and he would listen to what I was saying and then turn around and say, how would you handle that? And he put it back in my hands. And they say, okay, that's the way you feel. Go with that. If I was going too far off in another way, he said, well, yeah, okay, go with that. But if I had to address it, I would look at it like this. And it always gave me a different angle, especially if I was going off course with something. Uh, daughters have a, a unique way of hitting your heartstrings. <laughs> they have a very unique way. And I'll I'll tell all the brothers, whatever you do, keep that communication open so that it could come to you for anything, as well as your sons. You know, Um, I had a whole lot of different questions coming up. I didn't always get it from my parents. And, you know, the worst place to get your answers from is the streets. So I made it my business. I don't care how difficult. Come, let's talk. If you don't want to talk to me, talk to your mom. But I don't want you all to go out on the streets 
to try to find out the answers because you go find some things that ain't necessarily true or lead you in the wrong direction. Mm, love it, love it, love it. Brandon, after from having your little one, did your emo- did your emotions change any? Because I, I I knew you, you know what I mean. I, <laughs> I, I, I they might not know you. I know you. Well, go ahead, you know. So so I'm I'm a Scorpio, you know. So I've I've always been on the uh, emotional side of things on the spectrum, but I would say absolutely, especially a newborn, it, it creates new emotions or stronger emotions than I had ever felt before. And honestly, I mean, I, I use all resources. I, w- I would call my dad, talk to my dad. I would, of course, pray about the emotions, you know, and I even seek professional help because I think what was normal reaction for me was to kind of foster and hold things within, which they just built up. You need to release it. So talking to my dad, reading, <clears throat> um, going talk to professionals and getting all type of ways to deal with the new emotions because it's completely normal. So to all the new fathers out there that's listening, man, how you feel is completely normal. But one thing that I will speak on that is very true for me is just how to handle and support your wife, right? Because when a child was born, the woman is going through so many physical and emotional changes. As a man, if you say it doesn't affect you emotionally, I would have to question that. So I would say that those emotions were strong. I mean, I, I honestly didn't know how to deal with the other than kind of keep it within. And of course, sometimes it may have came out. But, you know, talking to my dad, always having his level headed answers and, and cool, calm and collectiveness. But of course, praying. But honestly, man, I would tell people, man, do not do not be scared to seek help. Do not be scared to go and talk to a professional. Do not be scared to seek other ways to deal with something that you've never dealt with before. Because at the end of the day, my goal was to find a way to deal with these emotions the right way and to not affect my child. But at the same time, be the best version of myself because I know my child needed that. And it wasn't always easy. Again, the stressors, all your other responsibilities you had before a child, it doesn't go away. A chat, A child adds to that. And for me, I had a lot of emotion. <laughs> I had a lot ups, downs. I mean, happy, sad, stress, worry, concern. I mean, so absolutely, I would say it was very hard at times. And through prayer, through family, through friends, I don't know how many times I called friends and just, you know, vent or just get, you know, conversations. It definitely helps. And uh, again, seeking professionals because they will give you another way to look at things, another way to handle things. And it may it may sound cliche, but, you know, the breathing techniques and being aware in the moment, it really, 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 really helps. Because absolutely, the newborns and just my first child, it, it definitely caused a lot of emotions. But again, being there and supporting your wife through their emotional and physical changes, man, it, it can be a lot, 100%, life-changing. <clears throat> And I'm looking at it two ways. How can I take this onto our next like talking point? Because we can go to um, being there once again for the significant other, your wife or girlfriend, whatever the case people may be dealing with at this at their moment, and they support you know all throughout. Because I have my experience in child development, and I tell people all the time that. When that child is in that womb, like they still can hear you. They still listen. Those reactions, those back and forth interactions, all these things have to deal. Like, once again, I didn't go through school in my professional career prior to where I'm working at now to say, oh, it's just no, it's actual. I tell people quite a bit when you have a baby, it usually screams a lot. I'm like, were you screaming and yelling at each other? Were y'all being loud, y'all at loud places when um, 
your woman was pregnant. Now, like, actually, you know, think about, you know, that's how that child will learn to communicate. It doesn't just start. I tell people all the time when, you know, my experience of child abuse and neglect, older children really not the ones that are most affected by child abuse and neglect. It's the younger. And then once again, it starts in that womb. It's like, that's how they know how to react. That's how they know how to get your, get your attention when they need some things. So, but I'm going to, I'm going to lean on the other part is going to health. Now, we're going to touch on the mental health and the emotional health that we may need for each other, especially as men. Now, if y'all haven't listened to Brother Calvin's episode yet, man, he gave me a scare. Like, oh my goodness, gave me a scare. And, oh. and I, that just, man, I, that, this is me. I'm the furthest from trauma things, you know? And I can imagine how he was feeling, how his family was feeling, and just that whole experience. But, man, fellas, how are we doing health-wise? How, how, you know, are we taking care of ourselves? Are we, you know, because being fathers, you know, you have to look at yourself now. You, I know, like Brandon's saying, like, you got the baby just an addition. But are you taking care of you? Because I, I say this all the time. How it's like when the plane is coming down. What's one of the first things they tell you when that mask drop? Who do you put it on first? All right. Are you yeah. putting that mask on? Because you you trying to put the mask on the kids. But if you don't put your own first, it's gonna be a wrap. So are you taking care of yourself? <laughs> if y'all listen to I will, this- yeah, <laughs> I, I I would tell you, I mean I would say no. Uh, for me, no. Uh, you know, granted, we had three different, very different uh, time frames of, of childhood here. Uh, you know, in my world, it was you know family, family, family. I, I was my grandfather was was my example, um, and my grandfather was always take care of family. Then everything else comes comes in comes into the play. Um, so, you know, in my head, I'm like, okay, I got to make sure I work. I got to make sure I take care of the kids. I got to make sure that there's food on the table. I got to make sure all these things are done before I can really think about me. Um, and now as my kids are getting older and they're starting to have their own worlds and their own, you know, they're, my daughter's gone. I mean, this summer she's off on her own. Uh, I'm starting to hit that other side where I'm like, well, maybe it is time to take, you know, take myself to the doctor or to get this checked out or get that checked out uh and just kind of not neglecting that um uh and that's that's been a new experience for me as well uh just to understand that i am not i'm not superman superman yeah oh yeah completely (laughs) (laughs) completely as much as we want to so much as we want to think we are we're not you know we we got we got issues we have you know we have things that happen to us too um but culture culture has always put it on men to be the to be the stronger person in all of this. Mm. There you go. And like you say, it's a different generation. Things are coming up and we're learning. And um, I would share with my grandfather, man, strong man. That's what we look at, strong. But in his later years, when I say, I'm, I'm sure with y'all, I'm going to let y'all continue. I'm going to tell him about this, this man that was my grandfather. Yeah, I ch- I, I'll chime in because I mean, when you, when you sent the topics, I mean, I, I thought about this because it definitely hit home. Ever since my child was born, I mean, I remember I had a gym membership going to Orange Theory with my wife. I remember going to therapy, right? Physical ailments. I remember having that time, right? But having a kid, like literally, I mean, for me to schedule therapy sessions, when? 
<laughs> after work. I mean, being there for my wife, supporting my wife, who's a, who's a professional in her own right. So she's busy uh, picking up the little one, being there, keeping the house together, working. And then it was like working out. OK, when would you do that? I can go at 5 a.m., 5.30, 6 a.m., before work, before meetings. I mean, it's a lot to juggle. So I know for myself, I, ha I have not grasped that. And to be honest, I will put my family first. I put my wife, my child, um, my clients. I'll put everybody before me. So I would say, yeah, I'm definitely lacking in the health. And every time I go do my physical, the doctor says the same thing about losing weight, getting more active. So I know that's an area that I need to make a priority as much as I make others a priority. Because if I'm not here, I can't take, you know, I take I can't take care of them like I really want to. So I know that's something I'm struggling. If you guys have any secrets, tips, Superman capes or whatever it may be. I mean, because I know that's something that I definitely again, the other responsibilities do not go away. I need to add that back into my um my schedule at somehow because I agree it is very, very, very important, especially as we all get older in age, especially being African American and everything else that goes on with that, that we that's something that should be top priority. Absolutely. Mm. Brother Johnson, brother Calvin Johnson. Yes, um, you know, that's the amazing part. We um, don't, as men, discuss health. We don't share it. You know, we keep it like it's uh, uh, hidden. Why? I don't know until I experienced it. But before I get into that part, Jerry, very briefly, I'll never forget our first grandchild, um, my daughter, was getting ready to get ready way before she gave birth. I think she was about six, five or six months pregnant. She was in the army. And uh, she said, I got you something different for a Christmas gift. I said, what's that? She said, a membership, a 24-hour fitness. And I looked at her, have you lost your mind? And she said, no. <laughs> she said, I want you there for your grandchildren. Mm. She said, we are going to work out. When you get off of work, now she's six months pregnant. And she said, I'm going to work with you, and we're going to do this together. You're going twice. Well, once you get off of work, and you set up the other time. That started a whole new thing for me. I was fighting and kicking. I said, but wait a minute. You're six months pregnant. You're in the Army. And if you could do this, trying to get me to see what you're looking at, I have to. Hmm. I have to. And that was the beginning of it for me to make the trans transformation of losing weight because I was well, I was up in the threes at one time, pretty close to fours. Wore a size 56 suit. I wore a size 48 right. now. Look at yeah. you. Go ahead, yeah. brother. <laughs> <laughs> now, going through all of that after losing the weight and all this other stuff go on, um, being very transparent, Right when COVID, before it had hit, the last Sunday in March of 2018, as I had waking up right after Sunday morning service on a Monday morning, woke up and went to go relieve myself in the restroom and um, nothing but blood. And I didn't know what caused it. I didn't know what brought it about. I started trying to just think it was just something that, just just happened. Never happened before. Blew my mind. 
I didn't know who to call. I left San Francisco on my way, coming all the way back home to Elk Grove. And unfortunately, had to stop again. Same thing, straight blood, straight blood. Got home, looked my wife dead in the face, came on upstairs, didn't even say anything to him. Took a shower, I said, I could sleep this off. Brothers, stop thinking you got all the answers. Took a nap, woke up. Same thing, started all over again. So this time I had to break down and share with my wife and she looked, took one look at me and said, you're going to ER right now. Went to ER. From that moment on, I was in the hospital off and on three times to finally get that corrected. And they did, mm. which I should have listened the first time, you know. And um, it's, I've been much better. Um, you have to work on your weight. I'm not, um, I'm not down with all these quick gimmicks and things. No, it's a work in progress. You have to take it. Do you, you have to do you. You have to find some time. My dad used to always say in his lifetime, I don't care. You got 40 hours a week you work. You find in that 40 hours at least one hour for you. If it ain't nothing but just walk around to just relax, download for a moment, and then come back and then deal, handle whatever you have to handle. And, and that's the whole key thing. I encourage brothers to uh, look into CMOS. CMOS, mm. take your vitamin B, take your vitamin D. You know, uh, the blood pressure medicine and all of that. Mm. Keep that pressure down if all possible. Uh, for even for a short period of time, for about eight months, not quite a year, eight months, I was a vegan, which is hard to believe as much as I love seafood, as much as I love seafood. Shout I out to was, Papa Those. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but we have to address that because we want to be around for not only our children, but for our grandchildren as well. And that could be a major, you want to be around for your loved ones, period, you know. So you got to take number one. And don't be afraid to those that want to listen. Share your story with brothers so they don't have to go through the same thing. You know, maybe if I would have addressed the, uh, the bleeding of prostate, I wouldn't have had to deal with it three times. You mm -hmm. know, but that was a wake-up call, a major wake-up call. Yeah. So everything you're saying is that, you know, we, we discussed more about it on – uh, brother Calvin Johnson seniors that make his makings of you. And I, you know, I talk about um, priority mail, um, good friend. Oh my gosh. Slipping my name, slipping on that last name and everything. Eric Taylor. There we go. Um, yeah. He talks about these things. He just put something out. This is like, check how to check your um, testicles. You know, I, I, I share that on Instagram. Every time I you put up little posts, I'm like, I share it on IG. Uh, I think it goes to Facebook as well. I need to push more on Twitter. But things like just like women have their mammograms and their breast exam and things, we have the same things we should be doing for ourselves. Um, we, we had an episode with him where I talked about my fear of the finger. 
You know, I'm not at that age yet where I have to go and get that prostate exam from a doctor. And he like, oh, he, he the age is like 40 now. And he's like, man, and they change it so much with technology. They ain't even got to do all that. They can do an x-ray now. And I'm like, yeah, I, I have pretty good insurance. I think I can do that now. <laughs> like nothing to be scared of. And you got to look at your family history. We need to start having these conversations with our elders. I start asking, what are some ailments in our family which we've, we've dealt with? I know for sure high blood pressure, hypertension. Um, diabetes, all that running my family, all of it. Okay. Um, grant, my grandfather, once again, I mentioned earlier, was a very strong man, um, did landscaping, one of the first black owners in Tyler, Texas, you know, did a lot of bit moving dirt, they would say. And man, so when I was born, I was living with him and my mother and my grandmother. And I just remember, um, one, a heart attack, a few months later, another heart attack, a few months later, stroke two, three, four months later, there's another stroke. I tell people, and I tell, like, my family would confirm this. I think he had, what, three, four heart attacks, maybe four strokes before he passed. And I, he passed with a broken heart, I would say. After my grandmother passed Alzheimer's, he, I think he just gave up. But throughout that, and I think it was at 81 when it, when it happened. Um, and this, my best friend coming up, you know, very close to my grandfather. But I saw him go from walking had a driving his tractor, the whole nine. Um, I'll go hunting with him, go fishing with him, everything. Then went from that to a walk, went from that to a cane, then to a walker, then to a wheelchair until I'm changing his diaper and his urinal. You know, I wow. saw that transition and it happened. And it, 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 and that's what it comes from, you know, your health and the work that you put on yourself. But uh, you know, once again, he woke up early in the morning and that is still is like, even when I lay in the bed, if I hit snooze more than twice, I think of my grandfather. It's like, get your ass up. You got work to do. You know better than do this. You know, what's wrong with you? You know, it's like he, he, he just looking down over me. For, you know, But it, it's something that is put in, but I also know, man, I want to hear, I got a lot to do here on this earth. And, you know, so many ailments coming up and, you know, we got to look at what we eat, what we ingest, what we put in our bodies. The, the, what we look at on the internet, like these phones, that, that's a whole nother mental type of stress that we have. Um, yeah. Dave Chappelle talked about, like, and also, we talk about our physical health, but like with Brandon, like, man, BA, we got to talk about our emotional and uh, uh, well-being. I, I tell people at my job, EAP, utilize EAP, it's free. Um, employee assistance program. When I worked for the state of Texas as a caseworker, oh my gosh! When I talk about stress, when you see red case files and a red case file, I mean it's a dead child, and they you you have to still do the case. They have siblings and things. You getting cussed out by the parents. You getting cussed out by the relatives. You getting cussed out by your the judges, the attorneys. You getting cussed out by your supervisor. You getting yelled at all over. And man, it just it, it was a point in my life. I would be at work. And I couldn't move my neck. I was so stressed out. At the age of 23, 24, I'll be so like tense. And I'm like, this is not. And I worked out all the time. I was in shape, you know, but I had to start going to therapy. That was my first. Uh, I would come home and my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, she would be like, you know, I want to talk. I like leave me alone for like two hours. I just need to debrief. And it, would be, cause it was just so much that would go on and I have to wake up and go back to work. And that's why I said, I can't do this forever, you know, because this is going to take me out and I can't let that take me out. 
So, but when I started going to therapy and I took, once again, here on Everything Culture, we support three things and that is therapy, Jesus, and edibles. So pick which one you want to go with and go from it from there, but find something that's going to help you out. I pray about it and I, I, I make sure that I have my therapist. I need to find another one here where I'm at, but it's something that was a big help, big, great advice uh, and just sitting down expressing what's going on in the world. Um, like, and I found a therapist that looked like me. I found an uh, older black man, you know, and he was able to listen to, you know, some of the things, experiences, especially with police brutality and dealing with, you know, all type of things going on in the world. He actually could understand where I was coming from. Therapists like dating. Okay. Just the same thing with finding a doctor. I had to find the right doctor for me. Yeah. I had to find the right dentist for me. I had mm-hmm. one doctor. I don't forget. Um, it was something going on. Except, um, as a child, he said I was faking when it was carbon monoxide and poison, carbon monoxide poison in the house. And he didn't do any type of blood work, anything on me. And they was like a few days later, I could have died just because a doctor didn't believe want to listen to me. You know, but these are things we have to talk about more as being guys because we're taught. You know, y'all correct me if I'm wrong. We're taught just to be hard, hard, just to be tough, just to be strong, just get over it. And okay, we we're cool. And it's like things are things are changing now, where we're not just being sent off to war to die. Now we have families we're trying to be a part of, we're trying to bring, and it doesn't make us weaker or anything of that nature. It just makes us stronger in a different sense. Um, I had a, you know, this, and let me think. It was a question someone asked on, on our Everything Culture TikTok page: Was do men have feelings? And we talked about that. <laughs> we have feelings. We have uh, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do we have? <laughs> and, <laughs> and, 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 and correct me wrong. And, I, and my response was: Absolutely, we have feelings. They may not look the way you want them to look at times. And they may not come out when you want them to come out, but we have feelings. Well, I mean, I, we absolutely have emotions and feelings, one hundred percent. I think yeah. it takes a stronger man to learn and understand how to express those feelings and emotions the proper way. Because I think uh, I know I grew up seeing an adult suppress feelings, and mm. I, I'm sure that he saw his father suppress feelings. So you know, a lot of times we. We're creatures of habit. We mimic, right? So for me, I'm sure I used to do the same thing, but I love my wife. She made me realize, and she was uh, very vocal about, that's not the right way to handle it. So I think uh, it, it takes a stronger man to reach out or try things outside of the norm that they're what they're used to, to find a way to express it, because we all have feelings, and we need to express it 100%. We need to express it. It's just about expressing it the right way. I totally agree. I totally agree. We, none of us are walking around, and that's that's another thing. We're not walking around with labels on our forehead. Yeah. Ooh. You know, uh, we don't notice what a person is going through. Like I said, uh, stress level, that's that's a new word that's always uh, that's out there. And I don't knock nobody because I don't know what they're going through. If you need to talk, get it out, whatever release it's going to take in order for you to get it out, do it, do it because your blood pressure don't need to be up sky high, you know, or, or you should have worried about a situation that somebody else is going through. You giving them all the advice, but they ain't trying to hear you, but you carrying that burden on you, but they ain't trying to hear you. And that could go for wife. That could go for children. 
as well as grandkids. And, and that's that's something that you just can't take upon yourself. You, you have the love for them. You know, I understand that. But you've got to let it go because we cannot live our lives through our children or grandchildren. You could set that example, but they have to live their life. You make sure that that foundation is strong that you set up so they have examples to go by. Mm, love that, love that. Hey, you got something, Manny? Uh, well, no, I was just going to add. I mean, I think for me, like, uh, you know, a lot of like, especially what I do with my kids is that, uh, you know, I always try to remember how I was at their age and try to remember how, like, as an adult, how I wanted it to be handled. No, but just trying to remember that, like, you know, how did I want to be answered and how did, you know, at that time and that time frame and how I expected it and what I'm trying to get the message across and just trying to make sure that, you know, my kids hear that, like, especially if we're going through an issue that's like my problem, like my, you know, specifically my daughter, she's leaving. I know she's going to leave. I'm, I have my own feelings about that, you know, and I tell her that's my, that's my feeling. That's not your burden. That's not anybody else's burden. That's mine. And so, but you know, this is what I would do, or this is how we, you know, you're just trying to make sure that I, that, you know, while I'm, while my emotion is out there, it's also being, I'm also still supporting. Mm. Love it. Love it. Love it. Hey, Drake, Drake, one thing I wanted to, to, to uh, repeat that you said, give it a little bit more time on this podcast for everybody that's listening. I know there was a stigma in my imagination that, you know, therapy was expensive and it was foreign and I don't want to talk to somebody, don't explain and understand mm-hmm. and listen to me. And you made a good point about interviewing people and finding someone that fits you. But I would I would even reiterate what you said that was so key, man. A lot of people do not know about EAP. No. A lot of people do not understand total compensation of a job and your benefits. Do I need to put my if badge you... on? Like, do, I, do I need to get to work here? No. <laughs> because seriously, man, if you have never called your benefits or HR personnel and spoke to them about that, and you may have six to 10, maybe even 12 for some cases, free sessions free. to, to introduce, because that's how I got acclimated and started. It'll introduce you. You'll get comfortable with the process and how it works. And then you can find you a professional that you want to see more often and pay, you know, maybe a higher fee, you know, things like that. But EAP, man, that is such a blessing. I think for men, I'm not sure why we're wired this way. We hold so much in and we don't talk about it. EAP, which is usually free in most cases, it will help you begin the process of talking and expressing and letting stuff out, which is very, 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 very important for men. I think men, they don't talk about it, which is maybe a silent killer. We hold a lot of stuff in, man. We hold a lot of stuff in, and it's not good. And, and that's why I, I want to do the culture of sports um, in future episodes. Y'all more than welcome to discuss those as well, because I believe back in the back, this is just my logic. Back when we we used to be able to box, we used to be able to fight. We used to see other people box and fight, and that's kind of was like a get stress off and, uh, and pressure. But man, when I'm telling, when I was working at the state, that's when like I, I used to do repo. Okay, I've said this before. I used to do repo. I used to get guns pointed right in my face when I was knocking somebody's door. This is when I was at U of H, my um first second second year going to U of H, um. And I used to be like, I used to rather do repo. I would rather do repo to go to CPS again. That's how stressful CPS was. That I'm, when I tell you, the 
it was ridiculous. And every and the more calm he was, it was just that was part of it. That's why I tell people. And then you didn't get paid nothing either. You see how teachers complain about pay. When I used to go and speak to teachers, and I told them I used to be a caseworker, and I used to tell, and they were like, it's always a few teachers that used to be caseworkers, and all the other teachers like, I don't need to do this. They're like, no, nah, you need to listen to him. That's that's a much harder job than what we have. I promise you that. And it's just that type of work and being a man doing this work as well. Social work is needed, but it's stressful. And that's what I'm saying. You have other fathers and, you know, I've seen dead, quote unquote, we say I say absent, but you can say deadbeat. You can use I I say abusive fathers and uh, neglectful fathers. And and mothers and grandmothers and grandfathers, the whole it's it tear you it it makes you appreciate what you have, but mm-hmm. it also like wow, it's some real evil. It, uh, that's what my logic came with. It's it's an evil world with good people in it. That, that's what I always tell people. Okay, it's a I mean wow the the and, and once again I have intentions to have a episode and a serious episode talk about um child welfare mentorship and what we're doing and I'm gonna put something on y'all later uh, for the end of this but it, it was to that point where that going to therapy it was needed because where I, where I was raised where I come from it was to the point either one of my clients one of the fathers on the case or my uh, somebody I work with was going to feel the physical side of me and it wasn't going to be pretty. And I and yeah, I was prepared to throw my whole career away or even my freedom because that's how stressful I was getting. Something was going to feel me until it was like, you know, I got to find a new way to deal with this. I got to pull back. But once again, that's how I was brought up. I was have to vent out one way. It wasn't always using words. You know, I, I could be a calmness. I could be fair. But now I'm in a realm where I'm using words. I'm using kind. I'm using kindness, being more mature. But it's very stressful being a guy at time when you have another guy trying to test your manhood, I would say, you know, and, but therapy counseling is a big help for that because some things you can't control. For instance, we have the internet. The internet is such a, and, uh, <laughs> and you, once again, y'all can share, but this is something different. Online bullying, like, Bullying, I don't know how y'all dealt with bullying coming up, but my it's kind of like mine was always like with Marshawn Lynch, what he said, I was raised. It, it may not be the best parenting, but that's the parenting that I had. When you had to deal with a bully, my parents would be, you got to go outside and fight them again. We'll come out and make sure it's fair. But you go keep, you go, when instead of him, when you when he see you, when you see him, you go at his neck. It's, you're on, you're on, you got to push the attack on. Once again, I'm not saying that's the perfect way. But that was the way that was brought up. And sooner or later, they'll leave you alone. Same thing we'll talk about the verbal side. Okay. The verbal side. Oh, oh my goodness. It got to the point where I became a verbal bully with some folks. And I had a man, I had a pullback. And I when I started empathizing, I'm like, man, this ain't right, but you want to fit in with the crowd sometime. We we discussed that. Well, I legit when Facebook first opened. I mentioned some people like, hey, if I made you feel a certain type of way in this time of your life, I sincerely apologize. This is me at 17, 18 years old. I'm serious. Like, hey, we here now, you know, and so most people are like, oh, no, we didn't worry about it. It was everyone. But I'm for real. I want you to know that because that's how some people deal with it. And now we're dealing with a different form of bullying, like when I going viral, especially for the wrong reasons. Oh, you you got people that no matter where you go, people can remember you for something that you can't deal with. Now we we are adult men; we may be able to handle that differently. 
but as being a father and a child dealing with that, can you like, what, what, what's your mindset on the internet now in relationships in total? So I, I'll ask a question first. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I do have the youngest of the group, so I would love to hear from the older fathers that, that have older kids. Have you guys seen a movie or heard of a movie called Social Dilemma? So, I, okay, so yeah. so I so I mm, watched that, that um, personally, right? That's and my scary. kid, my it. kid oh. is not my, exactly. My kid is not old enough yet to actually use social media, but I use it, and a lot of things that they mentioned in the movie. I had already naturally pulled back from because I felt these things and they validated these feelings that they know and they're conscious that these social media apps and platforms are causing a lot of social dilemmas and, and emotions and feelings and things. So for me, I'm glad you guys have seen it from the fathers with kids that use it. What's your thoughts on it and how do you guys navigate navigate that? Because for me, watching that movie and getting that validation, something that I felt as an adult grown man, it's scary. I mean, it's it's scary for me as a father. I get it. It's a whole new way of communicating, which is a whole different conversation. But as a father with kids that may use social media, man, what's your thoughts and how do you guys navigate that space, man? <clears throat> I'll be the first to say I haven't seen it, but I would definitely like to check it out. Watch it. Okay. Watch it. It's on, on Netflix. <laughs> it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. And Manny, you seen it, right, Manny? Mm-hmm. Then we, weren't we just talking about it? We like, were talking about it. Yeah. We were just talking about that. That's crazy. Yeah. You brought that up, BA. Yeah. But like it, but it is it's disturbing. And like what Brandon said, hold on, I'm let Manny go. What are your thoughts about it, Manny? <laughs> All right, so I, I would say that uh, in my kids' world, uh, we, in particularly for me, I that completely worried about that since day one. Um, uh, both my children, we we put really really hard rules, like okay, um, you know, both my kids are gamers. Uh, they play games, they play online. It's like okay, well, we're playing this game right now. You know, we're not we're not moving into uh you know n-rated games until it's time like it's you know uh and just really controlling what they're exposed to like uh i mean we played when we played younger we played like mario kart you know things like that no headset you're not talking to anybody you could play online but you're not talking to anybody um and that's for both my kids uh and then having like really hard limits like okay at 14 you get this this is all you get um, you know, me and your mother will be on your page. If I want to look at your phone, I get to look at your phone. Uh, if you, if you even remotely say no, you losing it. <laughs> um, and, uh, and just being like really clear that like the world is a terrible place. There are people, uh, you know, there are people that are, they don't care. They have no, uh, there is no, no good in some people you know they just want to watch the world burn and they don't care how they hurt you how that that's not even a second thought that person you're just another person that's in their trail yeah. um and so just being very clear with my you know with both my kids is that like okay this is why we're doing it okay you know what i know you want to do that but we're not doing that until this time you know you got to show me you know we gotta we gotta teach you about these things we're gonna navigate into some of these rooms uh, so you can see what's going on. See that person? That's the person we need to stay away from. Mm. Uh, and understanding that, like, that's also the person that's going to hurt you the most. Um, 
And so it's it's they may be getting a lot of attention, but that person is the one that's gonna hurt you the most too. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so it's been uh my son, he's gotten it. He understands it a lot easier. He's you know, he's he's grew up more digital than my daughter. Uh but my daughter, she still has, you know, every once in a while has to learn the lesson the hard way. She gets uh she'll um it doesn't happen so much online. Uh it happens at school. Um it ha- you know, the bullying happens still very much in the school, uh in the school world, uh just as much as it is online. Uh and every once in a while, you know, it still comes up that I gotta, you know, we gotta help take care of that. But um my suggestion is that, you know, just you know, you don't have to conform to everybody else. You know, if 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 ex parent wants to let their kid do whatever online, that's fine. I was like, this is my house. This is my. These are my rules. This is what I. This is what. This is what you're gonna do in my house. Uh, for me to feel comfortable that you are navigating this world, uh, as best as possible, and that I'm not putting you in harms in, in any form of harm as much as possible. Would you say that right there? This is a good old East Texas saying. It may be all around, but my grandparent, my mother, I don't know where you got that from. If you came home acting something, doing a certain specific day, like, like, I don't know where you got that from, but you better take it back where you got it. Okay, mm-hmm. simple as that. Like, I don't know where you picked that behavior from. And that's something that stands is like, you had to start thinking like that. Like, I didn't really understand it too much, but older I became, my parents were very um, protective on who house that I would go over and, you know, who I hung out with. That's something because they same. It, go, it goes back to how brother Calvin and I were talking about the village in the previous on his episode. We That village things kind of go. The village is the web kind of it's just and that's the scary thing about it. And I'm going to send you the social dilemma link um, or some trailers forward. It's um, Mr. Oh, or brother Johnson. And oh, man, because the thing about it with the whole the concept is that just like i have this right here we all have one of these yeah. one of these right here I right have this um the, my watch i have my my little app right here that i didn't even say anything close to alexa you <laughs> <laughs> can hear me you know yeah. yeah um it's always listening but it's how it's programmed you have a special profile just for you just for you you're that important and it's all about money and marketing. And it's how some they control you, you think it's like you 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 going out shopping or you thinking, man, I need you you we could talk right now. Let's talk about lawnmowers. Okay. If we're trying to get a lawnmower, see what's going on, we'll get it. And all of a sudden a lawnmower is on your page. Like, what? It's not a coincidence. Not at all. So yeah, they can, always and they and, when do you pick They know when you pick up your They track all these things. When you pick up your phone, okay, he wakes up around this time. Let's hit him with this. Uh, okay, he eats around this time. All right. He goes yeah. to sleep around this time. Let's see if we can keep him up alone. It's it's that intense. <laughs> Seriously. It it's is, that, man. And, and now it's, but it, they, the focus is on children, too. Right. The focus, and it's people, isn't it's one of the things you think is a conspiracy. No, it's people have quit. These are people who quit Google. Exactly. These are people exactly. who quit Apple. Top, These are top people executives. Who quit, quit top Facebook. Th- th- and morally, I can't do this any longer. That's what they say. I can't do this yep. morally. Anymore. The people that created it stepped back. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's what caught my eye. It was like the people that created this technology or helped create the technology, they stepped away because when the money got involved, 
They literally are the algorithm is to keep you on your devices as long as possible. And they know that it's socially going to affect people, but they don't care because of how they can direct market it to what you talk about, what you want. I mean, it's it's the algorithm works. It's amazing technology, but it, it, it's scary to see, like yes. you said, the executives walk away from it. It was like, OK, wow. Mm-hmm. So and, and that's how I said with kids now. Oh, I tell my sisters, watch. Once again, they these aren't my nephews. These are my nieces. I love y'all. Yeah, y'all know when y'all come around Brandon how I get down. Okay, but I tell my sisters, take their phones. Look at them. They don't pay bills. That's your phone. What is? Your, and my sister, she, I'm like that because it's too much going on. And I sound sound like one of my elders saying that, and like, you know, I used to shy away from. No, I don't care. It's the truth. Yes, it, it's man. When I look up stuff, the, the situation a year or two ago, Momo. If y'all know the whole the, um, it was an, it was like videos used to pop up on YouTube, and these are kids' videos. And it used to be like, uh, it used to be a real scary looking figure. And it would tell the kids to harm themselves or harm their parents. And it would tell them, you know, Momo will come and get you if you tell anybody else about it. I'm, it's my hair sticking up on my arm just thinking about it because I took the time out and watched. I don't have, I took the time out and watched. I work with kids. I took the time out and watched it. And first thing I said, an educator does, has, someone who works with kids is doing this. The way they're talking, we're trained how to speak with children in child development. And this person is talking in the same. This was a teacher. This was a social worker. This was a counselor. This is someone that knows their job and doing this, and they know how dangerous it can be. And that that's what the world we're living in. And the thing about with me, YouTube, I, when I post this video on YouTube, I use any type of music, anything. They can catch up on something real quick with the algorithm. How they don't catch up on that? That was my thing. How did they catch this? They it's not like I got paid. money, money. Yeah. It's yeah. always money. I mean, it's the same way. Wow. I mean, think about it. It's been going on. I mean, if you really think about it, all of this is just a, an ongoing thing that's been just been going on forever. I mean, we've been doing it Correct. since the '90s with with kit with Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, it's before that. When I yeah, took, even before that, yeah. me studying for the professional human resources certification. Y'all pray for me. Um, but <laughs> that one of those things is they talk about Disney. You Daffy Duck, Mickey Mouse, Goofy, Minnie Mouse, and all of them, they weren't made for kids. They were made to market. It, it, they were made to market to children. Once you market to children, they're going to ask their parents, and their, their parents can't tell them no. This was like in the DNA of this. This is not mm-hmm. conspiracy. This is written. This is the. And if you ever take another thing, take the time out and look up the. Um, I forgot the name of the documentary, but you just can Google it. Um, stories from Google. Uh, stories from Disney employees. The way, and once again, we call it just in the realm that I am. This is just good culture training and um, working for it. It's propaganda. It's brainwashing. <laughs> it's like the, even for the colors that we're. I'm trained about what colors work for work. What work for what? Like this black and white. These curtains, all this, it goes together. Everything works out. Same thing with the, like 
And these are things to train how to market people to humans. You know, everybody's not gonna be able to see through it. But maybe I'm getting a little too deep right now. I don't know if this episode will even go out right here because <laughs> I'm messing around, I'm messing around. But no, 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 I mean, you bring some solid information, some solid information. Like I was going like, wow. But when you watch it, it's like what um, Ba brought up. When you watch it, when I, I, I don't, I don't think I've been finished. Guy, like I need, I've seen enough. <laughs> it's a deep watch. It's a deep watch. And from me being at the age I'm at, remembering how the internet came about and what's happening and and how, ugh, like you see people super gluing stuff to their head, eating Tide Pods, um, setting themselves on fire. This is from the internet. That's saying. Wow. I remember I was telling I remember we started with Jackass. I remember like that was when I we was coming up. It's like man, people I would you you me thinking would never do that. But when you know people because why wouldn't you do it when you're out here jumping off a roof and now you're a millionaire? Now you're on in the movies right. and stuff, you know? Right. right. But, but they, they hide behind entertainment because, you know, Jackass back then was entertainment. And I, yes. I watched it. I watched it coming up as a teenager. But I think, you know, tying it back to the episode was just parenting, right? Being a father. I was going to go back to it. There you go. And everything matters. So a kid may just think it's entertainment or a kid may just think they're passing time or it's fun. But as a parent, it's for us, especially when we know these things and we know the propaganda and we know all the algorithms. I mean, how do you get a kid to understand that and not hate you? You know, because I'm not trying to take it away from you. I am truly, 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 truly trying to be a father and help you and protect you. But I just feel like they make it so hard because nowadays, man, kids and phones and technology, man, it's for me having a two year old, two and a half. I can see in the future, you know, how am I going to navigate that? I don't want to take it away from them, but at the same time, <laughs> not take away all the time. We 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 give a time limit to this time right right now. He has a time limit on it, but you know, as you get older, I mean, for me, that is it's scary, man. Honestly, it is, man. When I had my little cousin staying with me, man, we can ground it. We can take do this and do that. But I'm telling you, the craziest stuff. She was 15, 16. She had to do something small, in my opinion, small. <laughs> like it's something that can be done in an hour. It's like read your book or read it, like get ready for it. It was something simple. Morning. Hey, you ain't done it. We didn't tell you three times, three times, three days to do it. All right, hand over the phone. Man, when the tears came down, when you think you know, we done shot her or something, we done took away her a privilege to breathe, <laughs> her best friend. And I remember sitting there. I don't. I don't cook. We didn't cook breakfast. We got pancake, waffles, bacon. We got a good, nice, hearty breakfast. And th- she over there crying, and her tears falling down her pancakes because her phone, she ain't had her phone for ten minutes. And I legit said, "Are you crying over this? This much over this phone? What is meet the?" And once again, it's that attachment disorder that's been created for people. It's not only like me right now. If I'm headed to work and I find I left my phone. Pfft, like I was like, yeah. man, yeah, that's I rely a lot control. on it. Just, that's too much control. <laughs> wow. We've been transparent, wow. but it comes to parenting, like Brandon says, you have to put that foot down. Like you have to be that. You can't be their friend all the time. Yep. And as a father, I was like, once again, it's once again. Sometimes we put in that position to make the decisions, but you are a representative. You know, like these, you you represent more than just being a father. You represent men. Period. You know. 
every time they look out, they're going to be thinking of you, you know, like um, brother Calvin said it, like those relationships, those conversations, I can always go back and open up and listen to you. I talk about with his, I'd have met his uh, seven daughters virtually. They, I've been on the show with all of them and they speak highly of them, you know? And I'm like, I'm telling when I was doing that show, I like God, seven, all different personalities. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, woo. Never a moment, believe me. Never believe it. Believe it. Well, they all come off very respectful. They get along with one another. They they speak with speak with I mean, like that, that's a that's a feat. So shout out to you, brother Calvin. You know, shout out to all y'all. Y'all, y'all are out here doing it. It's a lot of work. I know it. I, I'm just I'm here on the outside. I'm just a barrier. I'm here to keep them together best way. <laughs> um but, you know, before we get to the perks of being a father, I just want to throw out to y'all, hey, mentorship, okay? I already know y'all are dads. I already know y'all got a lot of work going on. But even if it's like an hour a month, of, we got everything virtual. Being the fathers to a child that's without a father is like counseling, that we just say. That, that little bit, little bit of advice, even though you don't think you may be worthy of it, you'll be surprised just a little bit of advice that you can talk to some teenagers or some adolescent boys or even girls about your experience and what it's like and something they're going through would mean a lot. Cause it's a lot of um, young men out here with, I was a young man. I didn't have my father strongly in my life, but I had a lot of men I could lean on for that. You know, I still have men I can lean on for that. Um, Rather being in my family or being friends of the family. And I've had this conversation. People say, well, can a woman raise a man? And I would say, I can't I can't tell you a woman or a man alone can raise a child. Okay. It takes a village. Once again, I'm still in it takes everyone. And just y'all, we are all part of villages. So if you know someone you can reach out to, a family member, or you say, hey, be, be that. So continue to support. So now going into the little bit of the closing, tell me. What are the perks? What are the pros of being a father? Take your time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I was gonna say I could probably go first because my mine will be real short. You know, I'm new to this, but I will say um, for me, one perk is is I get to relive my childhood again. Not saying I try to emulate my childhood in any means, but I get to do things. And I get to do things with him as a child. So I would say it's important to kind of, you know, de-stress, let things go, remind yourself, you know, of how fun life was as a kid. And my kid has fun all the time, 24-7. So I would say that's a perk. You get to be a part of that. And that 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 childlike spirit is, is very enjoyable. I would also say being a father, um, may it, if you didn't have a purpose, it gives you more of a purpose or it defines your purpose. Because you really, 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 really just get to be an example and love and guide. And I would also say for me, uh, the perk would be, of course, bringing you closer to God because that 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 grounding you and, and being able to understand and how precious life is when you create life. It's an amazing, amazing thing. So I, I would say those are my quick perks that I've realized, you know, in this short period of time of being a father. Thank you. Buddy. All right. I guess for me uh, personally, uh, I would say uh, just I get to see my kids. Everything that the BA said, exactly it. You know, getting to experience all those things with my children is amazing. 
But then watching my children succeed, watching them do something that they wanted to do, and then watching them beam at something they did and how great they were. Um, my daughter chose to do music. That's her thing. Uh, uh, found out, found out, you know, uh, last week that she's going to sing during a graduation. She sang during her, she sang for her, for her middle school graduation. She sang oh, wow. for her, she sang for her uh, elementary school graduation. So like in those moments, I get to see my daughter just, and, and each one of those moments, she just pops. And I'm just, and I, I'm always just amazed and thrilled and just like just overcome with emotion during that time just to see my daughter be such a just a strong person at that time. Uh those those moments are just amazing to me. Uh just to see that. Just to like that's mine. That I, I helped create that. Uh and she's strong. Well, you about to make me cry over here, man. You gotta stop. It's <laughs> <laughs> for real. I mean, that's exactly how I feel about it. You know, it's it, it, it really does. It makes me it honestly. I I just I feel it like that's one of those like things as a father, you know, as a parent, just to see that. Just mm. it, it's just amazing. Wow, it's fulfilling. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you, thank you, brother Calvin. Perks. Ah, oh, that's a good. Hmm, perks. They come. They come. It it can't say at, at, at any given special time, but when they do come, you appreciate them. Especially when they are positive and you can see where some of the uh foundation or some of the knowledge that you have shared with your children, that they did listen. They heard what you were saying. And that that makes my that just makes me um smile to hear that something that the mom said or i said or you know the direction we had pointed them into they decide to go in that direction and that, that's that's a major plus uh having christ in their life mm-hmm. and putting him as their head that's another thing that always had made us smile they always raised up in the church and you know as they get older, some still in there, they know the foundation. You know, very few have strayed. They they know the foundation. Um, I I never knocked because I didn't understand it. See, I came up in an era where um, when you had an issue or had a problem, our pastor trained us and taught us. This is done through fasting and praying. When you fast. You're sacrificing. You're giving up something. And you will receive your answer spiritually in return. I don't knock by no means the um, the part that you shared earlier about um, going to talk to somebody because that's needed. In this day and time, that's needed. But I'm going to flip it also because just like you all shared something with me, I just, um, I don't know if you all saw this picture called Treatment. Mm. It's on HBO. Treatment. And mm. I, I wasn't going to, yeah, Treatment is on HBO. Comes on Sunday and Mondays. And I was fascinated because so many times Leah would always share with me, you know, you need to, uh, since you say you retire, you need to get off into that. I said, uh, I don't know. I, 
I could sit up and listen to a person's problem and, okay, say, try to resolve the things to that. But the flip to this, this, this show, and I don't know why I'm bringing it up, but maybe I need to, is that the therapist is just as messed up as the people that come to see her. Absolutely. I mean, toe up from the floor up, and you go like, whoa! And I say, okay, now, you're, you're giving folks direction and this and that. I mean, not knocking her character at all. Mm-hmm. But when the camera is off for her and they just focus in on her, the issues and things that she's fighting and she's dealing with, and I'm going like, okay, once again, I'm not knocking it, but I'm looking at the other side of that as well. So be careful, as our pastor always say, be careful who you share your information with. Be careful what rooms you're sitting in and chat, things of like that, because it's it's an altogether different situation out here now. Absolutely agree. And I'm gonna drop something on you for that too, because I'm glad you made a point. Because right, we've had previous episodes, because once again, we say Jesus therapy and yeah. um, <laughs> edibles. Okay. <laughs> I say, and as I tell people all the time, counselors need counseling, therapists. Go to therapists. The good ones know this. You know that. Same thing when it comes down to the church. Pastors. So everything you, when you was talking about that therapist, I, same thing I tell people about pastors. So when they come in, they judge these pastors and these preachers so hard and difficult. They're still human at the end of the day. Exactly. Exactly. Still human at the end of the day. And that's why I say with me, I have, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of off the edible thing. But and once again, what my thing is, is just the two of, you know, my faith. Because, you know, you got faith based therapy and counseling and you know we we closing up on time a little bit but i'm gonna say something with brandon kind of pushed would be a push at a little bit when he was talking about what does it look like we don't we, i think you might say this brother Kevin. we don't walk around with labels on the head it was one of y'all that said it i'm sorry yeah, that was him like, okay. that'd be me so yeah when i was going through marriage counseling premarital counseling it was something that was like we had a a, a, a practice what does it look like when you're mad so you had to like look in the mirror, like while you was so it was some type of session, and like I kind of look the same all over. Sometimes you don't know if I could be smiling right in your face, could be upset, you know, <laughs> you know, could be like, and, and then later on, you didn't know I was mad, you didn't know this. I'm like, you know, you you can't, and the same thing, vice versa. We can't read each other's minds, so we have to start expressing it. And sometimes we express it, and sometimes you deal with like you don't want to hear, don't want to hear that you've done something wrong. Then I have to say, hey, this is how it made me feel. Well, I didn't mean it. I understand you didn't mean it, but this is how it made me feel. Okay. Now, later on, if this happens again, this and I'm I'm speaking to you what you're asking me to speak to you like. So this is what you want. I could just shut down or I can go out, you know, but I'm this is how we communicate. So when we're doing that special, when we come back to um the church and coming back in um to faith in Christ, you have to consistently know how to communicate. I'm talking to my mentee right now. He's still, I've been telling him numerous times, finding a church. First things I told him, but you know what? I'm like, man, that's what it was told to me. And that's what worked for me. It may not work for him. It's not working for him. So I'm like, I'm sending him um, scriptures. I'm sending him videos. I'm sending him books. I'm sending like little things like this to help him along the way. Because you know what? This may be, you know, I, everybody's not going to learn the same way. And what um, Brother Calvin also said, when everything I'm gonna bring this back to being a father, also being a mentor, y'all, y'all can be this. Everything I say, the most rewarding things about being a father is the same thing about being a mentor. 
as many kids in their life I've been a part of. I used to say this to all my kids, and I say it to their parents as well, because they came through really different situations. And is that you got three type of people in this world. You got the people that learn from other people's mistakes. You got people that learn from their own mistakes. And you got people that don't learn at all. You don't want to be the last one, okay? <laughs> and this is, uh, I don't know where I picked this up at, mm-hmm. but it's been very, and the same thing with obstacles. You either, you can go through it, you can go around it, you can get get a team of advice for it, but you see something you want, you can get there if you really want it. But with that, the, the one of the most proudest moments that I've had as far as mentor mentoring is when one of my mentees, several, two of them actually said a quote that that one about um, learning, because I was asking them something about, so... You know, be careful, like kind of let how uh, brother Cal, how your father would be, kind of kind of give you the advice and you do what you feel comfortable, go that way. Right. And he said, well, you always tell me. And he said the quote and he said, I never seen you do it. Anybody else do it. So I got to learn my own. I like, you know what? I respect you for that. And I was proud for them to learn. OK, you see you see how life you're an adult now. Now, you, good luck in your endeavors, what you're doing. <laughs> But good luck. But it means a lot when you can just some of the words that you've been saying the years and years on really pays off. But gentlemen, it's about that time. This has been a pure treat for me. I am so happy to have y'all here. Like I hope everyone can learn something from this. You know, everyone that's hearing our voices right now, seeing our faces and just experience this time of three men to come together and have a productive conversation. It means a lot. Um, if you want to be found. Where can people find y'all on social media? <laughs> I will tell you, I can be found on Instagram, but I am like the last person that uses any kind of social media <laughs> nowadays. Uh, I think I think I've you know going back to that social media uh, topic earlier. You know, I've I've severely brought down my social media usage to pretty much mm. nothing. <laughs> support it, support. Yeah, it. love it. Well, yep. Thank you, man. Yeah, I'm pretty much the same. My my activity is is nowhere near where it used to be or probably should be. But uh I am on Instagram. Yeah. Um BA409 is the tag and outside financial information and family. That's probably about an inspirational quotes. That's probably about all you're gonna see on my <laughs> Yeah. We love I just realized that, Yep, and I just realized I didn't even say mine. Mine's uh Rip the Man at uh Instagram. All right, all right. We'll throw it up there, we'll throw it up there. Yeah. Calvin. Uh, Facebook. And my main focus with Facebook, I'd be sharing history moments. And that's that's the main reason why I like it. Every day. Practically every day. Thank you, Drake. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, hidden history, uh, things they don't teach you in school, things that uh, we didn't even know about. I got a new one, Drake, you got to check out. I didn't know about it in Atlanta. You got to check it out. I'll send it to you. Thank you. (laughs) I posted it, but I'll send it to you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it's deep. And, and I was going like, wow, uh, folks, we, we heard about uh, Black Wall Street. We heard about Rosewood and things of that nature. But there's so many other Ooh, areas. Central Park. Check out Central, Central Park. Central Park blew my mind. Central Park blew my mind, you know. And I'm going like, wow. And that's just that's just the tip of the iceberg. Hmm. That's just the tip. But um, thank you ever so much. I really have learned a lot, believe it or not. Manny, Brandon, Drake, thank you for allowing me to be a part of this. 
Oh, thank you. We look forward to having you back in the future with some more conversations. Same thing with all of y'all. And as always with Everything Culture, you know, y'all can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Tumblr, Pinterest. We're all over the place. You can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, um, you know, Google Play, Audible. Hey, if you like listening to books, just put us on. Just download us. Uh, Amazon Music, Red Circle, and it's everything culture. Only thing is different is on Twitter is every THG culture. Um, but y'all know why we do this. If y'all if y'all don't know, I'm about to tell y'all why right now. Our mission statement comes from the words of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And that is, he believed that men hate each other because they fear each other. They fear each other because they don't know each other and they don't know each other because of segregation and miscommunication. Our goal is to build a platform built off respect, communication, consistency, so we can get to know each other, so we can love one another. So let's say thank you all and God bless. Peace.